All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to everybody out there. Yo, this yo. is episode 51 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast or our second season. Although we're not going to name it episode one. We just continue. I irate. I think I don't know. That's post. That's a post production. Post production talk. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, episode fifty one. Yeah, season two. We back. We, we are better. Back. Uh, before we go any further, I would appreciate it. The whole team, myself, Vusani, Vusani the Violator, Cizwe, also known as Sizzle the Saint, mm-hmm. and Allison, wherever she is out there, she's going through some things but here at the podcast we sending her lots of love and support right so all of us as the podcast team here at your girlfriend's favorite podcast would like to ask that you guys you know subscribe <laughs> if you're listening to this on spotify follow on whatever platform apple spotify anchor just yeah give us a follow give us a like a thumbs up comment subscribe yeah, subscribe to whatever form you in whatever way you can. Just follow us, guys. Yeah, we it's really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, follow us also on Twitter mm-hmm. at YGF Podcast and on Instagram at your girlfriend's favorite fave pod. So your girlfriend's fave pod, F A V pod. Your favies, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let us get into this. It has been quite uh, a long time since we've parted, so we just need to find our footing again. Uh, I wanted to come in here and discuss some really serious topics, but I don't want to start with that because obviously the news hasn't been a good thing lately. So let's just start in the most human way possible. Vasani, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm feeling great. You're feeling good? I can't complain. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, dude. Look at all this equipment around us. Look look oh. at where we are now, man. <laughs> give, us, give us a round of applause, man. Come a on. A round of applause. Come Where's on, my applause? Man. Oh, <laughs> look at us. Young kings. Young black kings. Spending our own money, investing in ourselves. Like, it's an amazing thing, man. So looking yeah. around this room, I do feel really good. Um, with all the positivity that's going on out there. Like, right now... As far as work is concerned, I'm on unpaid leave. We're being paid out of like a an employee benefit scheme that they've got going for us. So we're only getting like a portion of our salary oh, right I now. I see. Yeah. Um. So there's that. That's that's what's new in my life. Uh. I've pretty much just been chilling, you know, reading, bettering myself, developing myself. Um. And that's that's that, dude. So I don't know. How come I'm not? I'm not. Am I, am I coming up on your side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here. Okay. You're here. The green ain't hitting. Don't <laughs> worry, guys. You might you might hear us talking all technical during the show. Yeah. But we're just getting used to our new equipment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say, Caesar, just put your levels up a bit. Let's go up side, a bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's I can better. see the green hitting now. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, man. What's been going on on your side, bro? My side... Of course, you know, like you said, we invested in our podcast. Yeah. We invested in our craft, let me say. That's facts. And, we, you know, that's that's going on well. Uh, I'm venturing into a new world. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm looking at some business 
opportunities. Okay. I don't want to say too much. But <laughs> <laughs> Zad is always very secretive about what he's doing. I don't want to say too much, but yeah, I'm I'm in my entrepreneur bag. Okay. These days. Um looking forward to seeing what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm finding new ways to accumulate wealth. Maybe mm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. Um I wanted to start with have you been watching like Netflix lately? Obviously, yeah, I mean, what day, else can you day. do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to start with this new South African program, Blood and Water. Mm-hmm. Mm, what do you think about that? I I love it. Blood and Water is brilliant. Tell me about it, dude. I see so much negativity. Bro, black people hate like, South, <laughs> South African people hate other South African things so much. Dude. I really like that show, bro. Like, they talk crap about it on Twitter, but on Netflix, it's trending. It's top 10 in, like, 100 different yeah. countries. So, what, like, I do have some criticism, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect show, but it's a really good, it's not a bad show. It's not an okay show. It's good. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a, it's good, a good, show. good show. It's highly enjoyable. It's suspenseful. Um, my criticism of it, I think, stems from, like... <laughs> The scoring side of things. I don't think they scored the show particularly well. Uh, by scoring, I mean the the soundtrack of it. Like, the sound. <laughs> dude, if I don't hear SMA by Nasty C and Rolene ever again, I'll be perfectly fine, dude. If I don't hear that song again. <laughs> send me away. Send me. <laughs> Not like I'm done. Stop it. Stop giving me people, that song. People love that song, bro. Yeah, and they it's played hot. it twice in one episode. And then once in the finale. Mm. No, dude, I'm cool. And SDC even made a feature in the show, bro. Did yeah. You, did you see that? I, I saw him. a single that he's got for the show. Yeah. The show soundtrack or something. Mm. Yeah, in the one episode, it was... What's the character's name? The chick. The main chick. No, the, the guy. What's his name? KB. Mm-hmm. In the show yeah. where he was making that song with Nasty C as the yeah. engineer, right? <laughs> but then it was Nasty C's vocals playing. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the funny thing. Like I thought, was... I was the only one that picked that up, dude. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But I don't want it to sound like we're hating. It's a really good show. I think the actors. We we got to see a lot of fresh faces, a lot of people that are finally getting a chance. And we got to see a lot of old faces as well. And I think that's my main criticism of most South African television is that we recycle our actors. It's just a constant thing over and over. Same guys, same guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good show. I like the script. I like where, where they're headed. And I can't wait for season two, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the second season. I think it's going to be a good show. I, I think, like, they cost it well because... yeah. They've got what's like I was saying to my lady the other day mm-hmm. that shout they've got yeah shout out to Eddie shout out to Eddie they've got uh like a superstar cast mm. in essence like KB's dad yeah. he's well known in South African Love television him, yeah they've got uh, that what's her name something Mabala, Mabalane that lady. Gail. Yeah, Gail Mabalani. I love her. The one that's Puleng's mom in the show. Yeah. She's like superstar. They've got like superstar cast. They've got Natasha Tahane in there. They, they invested, dude. But they then invested. they gave the spotlight to the person who most of us are only seeing for the first time. That Ama Kamata girl. Yeah. Like I've never seen her before, Blood and Water. No, nah, I, I saw her before on Gomorrah. Okay, yeah. 
Gomorrah is a dope show. You see, so That's like, dope show I feel like show. the people that, in my view, that they could have given the star <clears throat> role, that they could have let be 23 on the court. Yeah. They gave it to her instead of who we would have expected. True. So I like that approach to it as well. You know, give us a new superstar face. Can I stir the pot a little bit? Stir it, man. How do you feel about them using girls that are older than what they're portraying? Mm. I, I saw this chat on the socials mm. where people were saying, why do Netflix shows like using 20-year-olds as teenagers? Like, Facts. And then sexualizing them. That's the thing. Because <laughs> remember the other time when we were talking on the pod about girls wearing uniforms? Because she also <laughs> dragged me on Twitter about looking at girls in uniforms. Some of them... Like, when you watch that type of pornography, for example, they wear uniforms and I found that sexy. Does yeah. that mean I'm a pedophile? Mm. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's a bit too early. Getting warmed up, man. Here we go, man. Here we go. Here we go. Getting warmed yeah, up. Yeah, I think... Mm. It is a bit strange, right? Mm. Like, okay, what? Stranger Things, right? Just keep it on Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. So, Stranger Things casted teenagers as teenagers which is very good for the show yes but then every other netflix show casts a 25 year old late bloomer as a teenager Mm. in the show right yeah which is a bit strange but i guess it is because they want to get away with doing sex scenes with kids that is now where it gets controversial because you have all these shows where teens are having sex Mm. but it's not teens playing those roles it's adults so the directors and things are able to kind of get away with it okay okay but at the same time it's like mm, why is this obsession with always wanting high school children to, to be, engage in those yeah. types of activities on screen yeah you know it's a bit strange like they could just someone said why don't they just make college shows like shows about people in university or college age right then it's perfectly fine they're still young you know they're still learning about life and everything right. it'll still be the similar concept but they're like why does it always have to be high school kids like they never I also don't understand it. Well, here's the thing. Like, I like... Okay, I like the way the sex was portrayed in those things. It wasn't too raunchy, but at the time for an adult crowd, it was raunchy enough. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I like the way it was portrayed because on one one hand, you had, like, a bisexual relationship. That guy was playing between a guy and a chick. Yeah. On the other hand, it was a girl that just wasn't quite ready to engage in sexual activities. So I like how realistic it was, bro. Basically, I think they portrayed high school relationships and trying to find yourself in a good way. I think that's one positive that comes out of watching that show. Yeah, I think so. I think it was interesting, like a lot of people's reactions to it, South Mm. Africans, they felt that things were a bit unrealistic. In what way? Like, they were saying they kind of portrayed it in like an American school way. In terms oh, of all okay. these kids are 17 and they're driving and, mm. you know, they got these crazy hairstyles in high schools where they're like, this doesn't happen in South African schools. Well, it, it is a private school, so all the kids, I expect them to be driving. Yeah. As for the hairstyles, I fully agree with you. No South African schools are letting you get away with any kind of wacky hair, bro. So... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I get. I see this guy wearing sneakers with his chinos and blazer. I'm like, I, I thought I was the only one seeing nah, that. I'm like, dude, what? Why do all these guys? These guys look thirty, bro. They're all ripped and like super tall. Why? <laughs> Why are these guys so old? Especially the white guy, the main yeah. uh, white guy, the, the bisexual gent. He's like, he looks at least thirty five, bro. But I'm like, yeah, why Why are these guys wearing sneakers? Why are they just walking on with their ties semi-done? Like, it just isn't realistic for a private school, especially, where there's so yeah. s- supposed to be so much, like, prestige. That was crazy. Yeah. That dude, the the KB character, right. he carried a skateboard the whole series and only used it one time. One time. <laughs> <laughs> he used the skateboard one time. Oh. <laughs> Now it sounds like we're hating. Now it sounds like we're hating. <laughs> no, man. Nah. Nah, no. That, but, you know, for what it is... Okay, for you, let me ask you this. For you, how do you think Blood and Water compares to other American shows in that realm? I think it's it's just as good, if not equal. By to... the way, is American television what we should be comparing as the benchmark of entertainment? No. Why not? Not at all. Do you, don't you think Hollywood has perfected the craft of making and producing films? Do you know what America does? Mm-hmm. America's mastered the same thing that the English Premier League has mastered. Right. It's mastered advertising itself as the peak, as being the best thing ever. But is it not? You see, Because like, it's got a lot to back up that hypothesis. You see, like, for example, right? So I'm going to draw these parallels. Right. So, like, the Premier League has great marketing. Like, you, you cannot get away from it. It's Definitely. marketed itself as the best league ever. And then you actually go and watch a Premier League match. Now, oh, let me say this, right? <laughs> you watch a match between two English football clubs. Yeah? Yeah. So, not talking about some top six Arsenal, Liverpool, United, Chelsea. No, you just go and watch Brighton versus Bournemouth. Right. Right, good old English football. And man, is that game trash. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, right. okay. But because the marketing around it is the Barclays, Premier League, ooh, mm, mm. HD, the best thing, fast paced, strong, right? Yeah. And it's the same with Hollywood. Hollywood is like, ooh, these new mu- movies, superstar casts, mm. you know, they probably throw in Samuel Jackson just for. Just for the flex, right? right Although he's right. never been in a bad movie. Or not too many bad movies. Yeah, say. he's been in like a hundred movies and I'm sure at least yeah. five of them are bad. <laughs> so, but they get like good big casts and everything. Explosions everywhere. Right. But then there's a lot of movies where I'm just like, man. Like, I'm not going to really go out and tell people to go and watch it again. Mm, mm, like mm. I'm not gonna even myself be like I can't wait to see that again. But do you ever get this feeling? Maybe maybe the movies that you're talking about aren't the big budget films. They're still pr- produced by Hollywood, but they're not the big budget films. Like it's not a Universal picture or a Paramount picture or a Metro Goldwyn picture. It's always like these lesser known production houses. And in essay, we don't have enough to compare with what america has going on in england they don't have enough to compare like let's weigh all the great american movies let's just let's just put them on one side of the scale right yeah. and then let's put all the great movies from everywhere else <laughs> let's okay, okay. Yeah. You, know, you understand what i'm saying yeah america will win right america will but win my so, thing is like 
America's also kind of, at the moment, mm-hmm. they're shaping a specific way to do films, right? Elaborate. Let's talk like, about it. We are stuck in this weird Michael Bay universe where everything needs to be CGI and <laughs> explosive and right. right. And then you get like festivals, yeah, that like show foreign films and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh I was the other day I was watching Roma, that black and white movie. I think it was Never like it, it was like one of those films at one of those Sundance film festivals, whatever. Yeah. And if you're like just a sole fan of Hollywood movies, you'd probably think Rome is trash. Right. Because there's nothing fake going on. Right. There's no explosions. It's just a black and white movie. People are speaking Italian. Right. And you're probably going to be like, there's no action in this thing. It's terrible. But for the art of filmmaking, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And then the movie even goes on to win awards and awards and awards. And then I was like, this is such a contrast to what Hollywood tries to sell me should be a movie. That and is I think true. We're yeah. now at this crossroads kind of where it's like there's movies and then there's films. Like there's like filmmaking and then there's these Hollywood blockbuster movies. How would you differentiate them between uh, think, films and movies? I think like a film, right? Or let me not say a film. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. But filmmaking, like the art of making a really good film, it's kind of like you're making use of emotion, emotion in the setting, in the landscape you're shooting in, mm. in the actors, in all of that, right? Mm. Like you don't need all this big budget Hollywood stuff going on. Right. It does help to make a movie a lot better, yes, but you don't need that. But then Hollywood comes in kind of like, our movie is so full of effects and crazy stunts and everything. Mm, mm. And then it's kind of like the raw emotion and acting and all that is kind of like on the back foot. <laughs> okay. Can can I ask you something then? Yeah. Okay. So I read Martin Scorsese. This was about a year ago or whenever Endgame came out. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, yeah. criticized the Avengers franchise, the the Caruso or the Russo brothers, the Russo yeah, brothers, Russo brothers. Um, by saying that those movies are not real film. Yeah, they're not. Hold on, hold on. Hold <laughs> Shout on. out to Scorsese. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get ahead of ourselves here, okay. Those books, uh, oh, those movies come from comic books, right? Yeah. Or they're based maybe loosely, some of them, and heavily on others, right? Uh, and they made movies. Okay, those are obviously very good comic books, or else they wouldn't be as popular as they are. They wouldn't sell as much as they would. They wouldn't, you know, the niggas that make them wouldn't be as rich as they are. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm I'm saying, what do we what do we say about? Avengers that had me tearing up at the end. By the way, you know when Tony Stark died, I felt that that wasn't that I felt that was an emotion, right? And real art makes you feel that way. Yeah, that's my opinion. So when Martin Scorsese says that's not real film, but he's been making the same film for the past fifty years, he's literally been making the same <laughs> film for the past fifty years. I don't, I don't think he's one to talk. He's been making great films, by the way, but. <laughs> He's been making the same film. Goodfellas is the same thing as... What's the movie that came out? 
Godfather, all these, all these <laughs> goddamn movies, bro. He's been making the same film. Stop doing that in my ear, bro. Please. <laughs> okay, I see. I see what you're saying, bro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro? Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, what what is real film? If I think real film is anything that makes you feel any type of way, except yeah. for. <sighs> that's the only emotion that a film should not give you. Like, I wish this could end. Yeah. I but mean, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you cry, if it makes you feel something, dude. Because this is all subjective, ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no one is right in this. <clears throat> True. And the funny thing is that there's like a third person, like a third party that could come into this argument, and that's Broadway. And they could be like, mm. films are not even real acting. They'll be like, what we're doing on stage in front of a live crowd is the only form of real acting, not all that lights, like editing mm. and stuff, you know. Because mm. that's mm. also what I've seen. I've seen that argument where people act in plays and theater and Broadway. Right, right, they right. exclaim that Hollywood productions and stuff, it's not real acting. Well, so, I, I sometimes listen to people that have been on both sides of those. So like uh, Al Pacino, for example, he's done some stuff yeah. in Broadway and he's obviously a great on-screen actor. And he says that Broadway is definitely a lot harder in terms of the skill set that you need. But acting is a lot more tedious. So with Broadway, you need to be there practicing all day and then do four nights in a row of the same thing. But then with acting, it's like long, drawn out, maybe 16, 17, 18 hour days. And then, yeah, then eventually you see a movie come together, but you don't know... You don't even know how it came together because you're just shooting isolated scenes. You don't even... Yeah. You're just remembering lines and doing scenes, but you don't really know how the story comes all together. So, yeah, you definitely need more skill when it comes to Broadway. That's what he says. Because you're dancing, you're singing, you're doing very dramatic type of acting as well. So, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Al Pacino's good at both. So, <laughs> what are we going to... What, what, what are you going to say, man? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, uh... That was a long tangent of blood Damn, and water. Of blood and water. <laughs> look at us, yeah. the gods, <laughs> the, the range, bro. Like, look at look at us. Who would have thought? Who? No, not, not me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, shout out to Blood and Water. Yeah. Shout out to Netflix. Mm. Netflix South Africa. Yeah, keep giving us good shows. Mm, out of ten, the last dance. Out of ten, the last dance. Eight and a half. Out of ten, your feelings towards Michael. Zero being complete asshole. Ten being he's a good guy. Three. <laughs> Three. I'll tell you why. There's no reason why you should be punching your teammates in the face to do better. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, I think the last dance was meant to be more about Chicago Bulls than it was to be supposed to be about Michael Jordan. They made the entire thing revolve around Michael Jordan. I understand why to some degree. He was the he was the main player on the team. He's yeah. the one that lifted like he carried them to yeah, he's their the, success. He's the franchise player. That's exactly right. But there was too much attention paid to him, in my opinion. Mm. So I understand why now Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant and guys are like that are, are saying I don't like the way I was depicted in this thing. This was supposed to be out, be about the Bulls organization and not about this singular person. So <clears throat> yeah, what do you think about it, man? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, how do I feel about Michael? <laughs> I've got tons of respect for him. For sure, dude. Yeah, for I res- sure. I respect the way he he went about his business, trying to be the best, bring mm. out the best in his team. So that that I like about him. Um, 
about what can I say though? Like I get that it was supposed to be a Chicago Bulls thing, mm-hmm. but obviously it was always going to end up being about Michael. He was the pulling factor to us even watching it. Because that's true. I don't think anyone was going to want to watch it if they were marketing it as the last dance, how the Chicago Bulls were doing in the 80s and 90s. No one was, only basketball fans who knew that Jordan was a part of those teams and Scotty and Dennis and all that. People who really know basketball would have been interested in I feel you. those years. I feel you. But then when you kind of center around the last dance, ooh, Michael Jordan, ooh, ooh mm. then everyone's like, hmm, okay, okay, mm. I want to see this, I want to see what Jordan was up to. He's as definitely a, a pulling card, yeah. So they had to kind of do that, right? Yeah. Because, sorry to break it to you, Horace, no one is going to watch Horace Grant, The Last <laughs> Dance, okay? Wait, actually, after <laughs> watching The Last Dance, I'm extremely interested in Horace <laughs> Grant, dude. Like, I got to be honest, he seems like such a great guy. He seems like a right. great character uh, to like, make a documentary about. I think maybe Dennis Rodman has pulling power on the yeah. level of Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scotty, not so much. Scotty, as great of a player as he was, he's not an interesting person. Yeah. Not to that degree, yeah. Yeah. So, literally, there's only, like, two people that will have pulling power mm. as individuals. Like, Did you watch the Dennis Rodman doc, though, on Supersport? Mm-mm. It's really good, dude. It's oh, really good. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, he, what a polarizing figure. Yeah, Dennis <laughs> is guy. interesting, man. He's a very interesting person. He's, like, he's freedom personified, but also yeah. chaos and yeah. <laughs> self-destruction personified. Definitely. He, he is the most self-deprecating, yet... He's happy about it. He's yeah. happy about how messed up he is. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's aware of it and he acts accordingly. Dennis is a true example of what it means to have... What do they call this thing that we as humans have? Self, will, whatever. Free will. Free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a perfect example of that. Mm. As he just goes out and does whatever he wants. Bruh, day before the finals, <laughs> where, where is Dennis? <laughs> He's in Vegas. <laughs> or no, he wasn't in Vegas. He was wrestling. Yeah. He was wrestling. He, was he went wrestling. on WWE or WWF, it was in those yeah. days. And he's wrestling with, dude, what, Triple with, H in them? Yeah, he was out there with Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What a guy. I love Dennis Rodman, dude. Yeah, dude, I love Dennis that guy. Is, he's, he's, a, he's a fashion icon as well. He is. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, in soccer, we have David Beckham. I think he kind of, like, did that, made the, like, fashion statements on the pitch. You know what yeah. I mean? When it came to the hair, the color, different colored boots, he be, he was that guy. But for basketball, it was definitely Dennis Rodman. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like, MJ came with the Air Forces, and that was great. But swag, just general swag. Nah, Dennis, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Dennis' hair, man. Tattoos all over. Dennis did what he wanted. Ah, he didn't care. What an icon. He's wear an icon high heels man. if he wanted to. He just did what he felt like. I think that's the thing. Dennis doesn't really question things. Mm. If he sees something, he's not the type to go, I want to do that. But what can go wrong? He just goes, I want to do that. And it's, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's where it. the mind, like, that's where the thought process ends, dude. <laughs> it ends there. It doesn't go, what? let me outweigh the cons and pros. It just goes, no, I want to do that. Whatever so I will happens, do it. Yeah, that's it. Like, he sees a lion in the street and his brain is like, you should go pet it. He's going to go pet it. He's not going to be like, will it bite me? <laughs> will it? You're like, no, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think we should all aspire to have a little bit of Dennis in us yeah, at some at some point in our 
existence. Some freedom. Uh, where are we at, man? Are we at music? Yeah, we, we're, we're at 28. Mu- okay. About music time. All right. All right, so I've got a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's music time. For those of you who are listening for the first time, around the 30-minute the mark of our show, we always play music, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Later in the first season of your girlfriend's favorite podcast, I made a commitment to always play at least one African song or at least a song made by African artists. Are black Americans Africans? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We stand in solidarity, guys. This is a topic for another day mm-hmm. about where black Americans are in terms of their Africanness, Africanacity. All right. All right. But so today uh, I'm playing a song from a friend of the show, actually. His name is Tom. Some know him as Tom Gunn. Some know him as Tom. Ah, okay. Tom ZA. Word. Yeah. So he dropped a new song called Vibe. I, I heard it, dude. Yeah, On SoundCloud, right? It's really good, though. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's available everywhere. I'm about to play it for you guys. <laughs> so it's called Vibes. My apologies. Vibes by Tommy Zede. So enjoy. Give it to us. Give it to us. New old music from the boy Tom. Listen to it. Shout out to Tom, Tom Gunn, as we know him in the in this neck of the woods. Yeah, All right. I always known him as Lee. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking in the dead zone. Okay, the song that I'm gonna play for Sonic the Violator is "Her Ocean Eyes." 
Her Ocean Eyes. Mm. Oh, who is this by? This is by Pao Fu. Oh, by Pao Fu. Pao Fu. All right, everyone. Here's Her Ocean Eyes. I think Spotify is very underrated for, for like how. Oh my God, that's loud. Falling apart, I'm falling apart. Her ocean eyes, they stole my heart. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Will this ever end? I don't know where to start. Every day I think of you. Oh shit, that we used to do. Silhouettes underneath the moon. Black night, but the sky was blue. I hit hard when it suddenly changed. Love that we had all thrown away. Take it back if I could, but I'm caught in the trap that I can't escape. Gone. Yeah. The loneliness killer called love. Now it's gone. Yeah. The touch of your skin, the warmth of your blood. I try to forget all of this, but it's hard after. All that we did I try to forget all of this Cause the thought of you's making me sick I'm missing little things you say All the times you call my name When you laughed at the jokes that I made That happiness no one could take Me and you making new memories daily But without you I haven't made any lately I'm watching your favorite movies Praying it in heaven safely Yeah Falling apart I'm falling apart Her ocean eyes they stole my heart. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Will this ever end? I don't know where to start. Falling apart. I'm falling apart. Her ocean eyes. They stole my heart. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Tell me what it is about you But I fell for your love when I found you Picking me up like a teapot Then tipping me over like cows do You would laugh every day Kiss with a K Lay on the beach <laughs> Alright, so that was Pao Fu, Her yep, Ocean yep. Eyes Alright, let's get back into the second half of the show Falling um, apart Falling apart Alright, second half of the show Woo. I got a topic Talk to me. I got talk a, to me. I got a top. I got a topic. So <clears throat> let's talk about double, double, the double, double standards. Oh, right? Okay, the, the <clears throat> best, the best topic ever. Yeah. So Miss SA twenty twenty mm. competition happening right now. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to all the pretty, educated, phenomenal women harlots out there. <laughs> <laughs> That are entering the competition trying to be the new Miss South Africa. Indeed. Right. So, a favorite for the competition, like in this entry round where everyone's just entering, right, sending through their videos on social media. Right. It was a, a white girl by the name of Bianca Skwam... Hey, this surname. Skumbi, Skwambi. Shumbi. Shumbi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bianca. Yeah. Bianca's so, got some jokes, bro. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so, Bianca, right, entered. Everyone was loving her, right? Everyone mm. was like, you know what? We cool with this white girl winning. Like, black, white, mm. Indian. Everyone was just like, Bianca's beautiful. Mm. She should be She's Miss S. She should be the new Miss SA. Yeah, we rooting for you, girl. Right. That's what the chat was on Twitter. And then, someone decided to get in there 
detective bag. Mm-hmm. Someone decided to put Bianca's handle in the search bar mm-hmm. and add some words like black. Ooh. Ooh. You know, light skin. Ooh, nigger. Nigger. <laughs> That's E-R. Nigger. nigger. <laughs> right? People were doing this with her handle. And they came across some old 14-year-old Bianca tweets, Disturbing right? Disturbing stuff, yeah. When she was 14, apparently. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, Bianca, the old tweets have come back to haunt you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> right? And... So it began. Bianca got cancelled, right? People pulled up her old tweets. Now, this is where it's a bit funny to me, right? Mm-hmm. So the tweets that they pulled up, I wish I could read them right now. I should have prepared for that. I can find them real quick. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. But people pulled up tweets where Bianca was making body-shaming jokes, racist jokes, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at those tweets that people were in an uproar about. So I thought maybe she was saying some really bad stuff. And then I actually went and I saw those tweets that people... And I was like, man. (laughs) I was like, these are copy-paste internet jokes that we all literally copy-pasted on our social medias, Mixit, WhatsApp, BBMs, when we were all teenagers in high school. Now, I was like, is this... What we're canceling this lady for? Can I read one? Just yeah, just, just for the one. culture, man. She said, <clears throat> "Real niggas don't let the microwave. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Real niggas don't let the microwave hit zero zero zero. No slut. <laughs> okay, hold on. No slut. The reason that all the boys like your photo isn't because you're pretty. It's because you're almost naked." Hmm. Bitches be Hannah Montana in front of their parents, but Miley Cyrus on Facebook. Love you, nig nig. And that's her and her friend. There's nothing attractive about a girl who's super skinny. White guy says, Baby, you cold? Here's my jacket. Black guy says, <laughs> Black guy says, You cold? Nobody told your ass to come outside with no jacket trying to be cute. (laughs) Uh, I hate when someone calls my phone and asks, who is this? Nah, ho, you called me. Who the hell is you? (laughs) (laughs) This chick is the best, bro. This girl is the best. Those were the (laughs) tweets that got Bianca cancelled, right? (laughs) These copy-paste internet jokes. Right. Because those I've literally seen those jokes a million times since I joined Twitter. Facts. And I joined Twitter as a teenager when I was in high school. Right. So I've seen these jokes since then up until now. Mm. And at not one point was I like, these jokes are racist. These jokes are body shaming. Yeah. Maybe they are, right? I don't know. Woke people out there can tell me. But I was like expecting this girl to literally be saying, I hate gaffers. I hate mm, like mm. I hate black people. Like I, that's what I thought the uproar was about. Right. Then I saw those jokes and I was like, these are literally copy pasted internet jokes, and that you get on meme pages. These are literally on the meme yeah. pages you see on Instagram Facts. and Twitter. Facts. And I said, this is the racism. This is the body shaving you are canceling this girl for. And I was like, crazy, wild, but cool. I didn't get involved, right? 
Because mm. I'm like, I'm not really about to spend my day having woke, angry people in my mansions. True. Uh, yeah. Or people telling me I'm defending a racist. So I was like, I'm going to stay out of this. Mm. But in my head, I was like, this is really stupid. Like, this is not that deep. And then the the current queen of the universe, Zozi Bini mm-hmm. Tunzi, also some posts of hers from when she was a youngin oh on goodness. Facebook popped up, I right? I don't know about this. But just, let's just side, let's just reverse a bit. So <laughs> Bianca got cancelled, yeah? Yeah. Bianca had <clears throat> to revoke her entry from the Miss Essay 2020 pageant. She didn't have to. She didn't she have to, but she, she, she did that because mm. everyone was just mad at her. So she took herself out of the competition. Mm. You know, all of that. Mm. Cool. Now, Miss Universe, Miss South Africa as well. Well, she was Miss Africa, then she became Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. Zozi Bini Tunzi also had old posts. Right. But apparently her PR team brought these posts to light. No one went and discovered them. Okay. So they took the offense approach, right? They decided to just they tried to eight mile them. Yeah. Each other. yeah, they just eight she eight miled herself. She was yeah. Eminem. She's like, yeah, I am poor. Yeah, I am white. <laughs> I live in a trailer park, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So Zozi took that approach, exposed her old posts, and apologized. And everyone was like, "Our queen, what a queen! Mm. We love you." Oh yes, everyone was like. <laughs> <laughs> That was everyone. Everyone was applauding Zozi. Yeah. And then I was like, looking at the stuff Zozi said, right? Also a few copy-paste jokes, right? right? And then there was one interesting joke that was made there. And there's something to do about rape. It was was also a copy-paste joke, right? But this copy-paste joke is a bit tricky. Mm. This one Mm. goes, if a man... Some things with a prostitute, right? Is he like raping her or is he just paying for the, like getting the service he paid for? Right? There's something about, it's like a joke that goes like that. I'll need to search it up. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's try pull it, let's try pull this up, right? Um, I think I should be able to find it. So, anyway, people pulled up these old posts. Yeah, here it is. So, in uh, Zozi Bini's old post from Facebook, it says, If one forces sex on a prostitute, is it considered rape or shoplifting? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, this is a young Zozi Bini, how a teenager. Young? How young? I don't know how young she was at this point. Mm-hmm. This was in 2012. So, this is like eight years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. Okay. She's probably a right. teenager, yeah. So, eight years ago, Zozi posted that on Facebook, right? One forces sex on a prostitute. Is it considered rape or shoplifting? I shouldn't be laughing. Okay, yeah. So, that, right, it's also a copy-paste joke, right? I've seen it on meme pages over the years. For sure. But it's kind of one of those jokes now that we're like, hmm, like, hey, hey. You know, joking about rape has kind of become, like, joking about race and stuff is still kind of cool because we all have stereotypes about race anyway to a degree to a degree yeah yeah like don't make slavery jokes and think that it's okay or apartheid jokes yeah like play on the you know everyday stereotypes yeah Yeah. like just the regular stereotypes right but then jokes about rape and stuff Mm. are kind of now a bit iffy especially more so 
in the last year or two, mm. especially with what's been going on with the femicide in South Africa. Right. So I saw people with this double standard, right? Everyone, because Zosie made another joke as well about uh, thingy, about like black people, the same way Bianca did, right? Just right. a copy-paste joke. Right. And everyone was kind of like, it's not racist, right? Now, I personally believe black people can't be racist, so that's a chat for another day. <laughs> so I get what they were saying there. But at the same time, I was also like, these are just jokes, like mm. literally. So, mm. And people were like asking, why is this not a double standard? Like she's also making the same types of jokes as Bianca. Right. Why aren't you guys saying it's racist or whatever? And then some other people are like, why is everyone just glossing over the rape joke? Why is like everyone avoiding that? Mm. That Zosie made a joke about rape. I and, think it's even worse when it comes from a female for some reason. Not and, that rape yeah. jokes are acceptable from any, but from anybody, but from female, it just seems so much worse, doesn't it? And yeah, and uh, funny thing is, there was no response to those comments. Like all the defenders of her would always just avoid responding to that one type. Like, what about the rape joke? Silence. That's where the mentions mm. stop. The comments, like, just end. <laughs> like, there's no reply. Everybody was replying to the race yeah. things, but not the rape. And everyone mm. was just saying, it's not double standards. Zozis can't be racist. What, what, what? Bianca was being racist. Mm. Bianca came from privilege. She knew what she was saying. I was like, mm. and I was just, and then I was just like, you know what? Let me exit the side of Twitter. Go back to my football Twitter yeah. <laughs> and have peace of mind. Where it's safe, right? Yeah. Because I was like, this double standard of cancel culture as a whole. Yeah. Because ultimately, this is about canceling someone, right? Yeah. I don't think it really was about people trying to end racism or anything. This was cancel culture. People wanted to kill someone's chances of doing something. Mm. And they did that to that Bianca girl. I don't know if it's right, if it's wrong. Frankly, I don't care. But what I do care about is the double standard in approaches to what happened. In terms of, we dug up someone's old tweets. Yeah. We canceled them, right? We stopped their, them doing whatever they wanted to do. We dug up another person's old tweets and we supported them. We accept, we say, no, we forgive you, it's fine. But then if the other person is like, it doesn't matter how much she apologizes, we're not mm. going to forgive her. Then I'm just like, what is this double standard in cancel culture? Like, do we cancel people on the action? Or is it really just a subjective thing where we're like, we like you, so we won't cancel you no matter what you do. But you, we don't like you. So we are going to make sure we get you out of here. Because that's kind of like what cancel culture seems like to me. Yeah, I think you're making a great point. I think it is exactly that. It's more subjective. If the masses like you, <clears throat> you are most likely not going to get canceled. But if the like, if the masses already have a certain attitude towards you, they're going to be like, oh, dude, get this nigga out of here, bro. Like, how long did it take for us to actually cancel R. Kelly, like, fully, for him to get out of here? Yeah. Was it until we saw him in cuffs? Or was it from the first allegation? Was it from the 13th allegation? When did we actually decide? No, it was way later, dude, when we saw him in cups, when we saw him with his lawyer um, in press conferences and crap like that. So it's all about who we like more, dude. That often plays a part in how long it takes for you to get canceled. So 
this is disgusting. Obviously, both of these chicks were super young. I don't know how much of an excuse that can be. Um, because we go around not making those types of jokes, especially not on p- public platforms for the world to see. Yeah. But uh, what I wanted to ask you from that point of view is, like, if somebody's 21, which that Bianca girl is now, and she were to tweet one of those things today, right? And then 10 years later, she runs for Mrs. South Africa, or whatever the older person version of that shit is. Yeah. The old chicks. <laughs> <laughs> the old chicks. Are we going to be like, um, we can't hold Bianca accountable because that happened nine years ago, and she was younger, and she didn't know better? Or... Are we going to be like, nah, she was 21. She should have known better. Like, why are we not canceling her? Why is she still here? Why is she allowed to get away with this? Like, at what age are you, mm. do you stop getting away with this? Yeah, that's true. Like, I've I've been wondering the same thing. Yeah. Like, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Where do, and another thing is that I personally believe human development never stops. It never does, yeah. A lot of people, like there's a saying I hate, where people are like, oh, that person's old, they're stuck in their ways. Right. No, they're right. choosing to be stuck in the way. Yeah. Like personal and human development does not stop. Yeah. You can change your mentality and your ways at 80 years old as easily as you can at 21. I hate that right. chat, bro. Like when that's stuck in your ways chat i hate it yeah. like that's the perfect excuse to be racist exactly like, there's that person 75 they grew up in a different time so what nigga like <laughs> change with the times exactly. you can't go into pick and pay you're used to it being all white and having black people serve you but now you're amongst black people shopping with you your mm. shopping experience includes black people indian people colored people and they're equal to you now you got to adjust to that. You can't no. just leave your house in fear every single time. Like, no, nobody's out to get you. Sorry, white people. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> nobody's actually out to get you. We just want to live our lives. You can exactly. live your lives. Like, we're together in this in this shithole, bro. <laughs> we're like, all together. So, I don't know how old you have to be to stop, like, to, to be accountable for your actions. I think when you're that old and you still have that mentality, that means you've never really grown up. Yeah, that's true. You've never really grown up, dude. Like, I'll say this, right? I'll forgive someone for saying something in their teens. Mm-hmm. Until what age? What teen? 18? 19? Yeah, I think if I look at myself, the person I was at 18 and the person I am now are two very different people. Facts? I held, I held very different views back then, mm-hmm. right? Because For I've... example? <laughs> <laughs> for example? Right? Like, I once cleaned up my, my socials, mm-hmm. right? I did that, I think, two years back. I cleaned up my socials. Mm. And there were posts that I made when I was like in the ninth grade where I was like, women should be in the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. And I, I posted that because at the time it was a joke. It's funny. Yeah. Right. And that's all you know at the time. And then I grew up and I'm like, okay, but this is not right. <laughs> right. So I removed that from my socials. Good thing, man. But then, good thing. That's the thing. Like, as a kid, you just take whatever you're told and you mm. believe that's how the world works. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not too many kids that are questioning things. Like, kids question a lot, but core, instilling core beliefs in a child is very easy. It's a very easy I thing to do. You. I agree right? with you. You can literally make a child, as we as we see in dangerous parts of the world, you can turn a child into a soldier yeah. that's not afraid to pick up a gun and shoot you in the face. Yeah. And they don't feel bad about it. 
it's very easy to instill core beliefs in a child. But mm. at the same time, it's very easy to mold a child and change those beliefs. Exactly. So, so that's it needs what, to be caught early. Like that's what, yeah. The bad behavior needs to be caught early. That's what I'm saying. Like when people say dumb things as teenagers, I'm just like, they are literally a teenager. Yes, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We can reprimand you and tell you you're wrong. Yeah. But I don't think it's like, let's destroy your life and cancel any economic opportunity you're ever going to try go for. Because right, right. I'm like, this person was young. And if there's no evidence of you saying those things into your 20s, then I'm assuming that you've changed along the way. Well, like, there's, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if what Bianca was posting in 2019, 2018. I have no idea. Mm. I don't know. We don't know her as an individual, personally. But I'm, based on the evidence people pulled up, it seems like they pulled up things from all those years ago, like eight years ago. Yeah. And... There was nothing in the last year or whatever. So I'm assuming that people change. They realize things. We see movements happen. Mm. Right. So. Well, look, this is this is an example, right? Kevin Hart. Mm. It was just like last year, right? When we, we, we had that entire chat about him and the Oscars, hosting the Oscars and the tweets that surfaced that ultimately led to him not hosting the Oscars. Yeah. He was in his 30s when he made those jokes, bro. If my kid is raised gay, I'm going to knock him over the head with a chair or something to make him stop it. He's like, stop it, that's gay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where where are we on that moral scale, bro? Do you, do you understand? Like, Kevin yeah. Hart, everybody loves Kevin Hart, that's bro. The thing. Like, like, you're not going to get Kevin Hart the hell out of here, but he was old enough to know exactly. better. But then again, he's a comedian, so comedians get a certain privilege that other people are not afforded. So... I, I don't know. It's a very tricky. Yeah. It's there's, like slippery slope. There's a rabbit hole here. Yeah. In essence, whereby is kind of like, what is a what's okay to joke about? What's not okay to joke about? Mm. Mm. Laughter gets us and humor gets us through tough times. Mm-hmm. So should we joke about everything? Like it's a deep rabbit hole that. This conversation can go so many places, Bruh, like, and <laughs> that's the thing. Like, all I'm just gonna say to people is, quit with cancel culture. Like, yeah, let's just quit it, right? If right. people do things that are criminal, like, if your racism is literally you killing people and stuff, let's get you arrested. Let's get you things by the law, right? But the does same it have way we to get to that like for us to cancel you like no i'm just saying let's just do things within the boundaries of the law okay 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 you know what i mean so if you're a penny sparrow calling people monkeys and calfers then let us involve the law enforcement because there's that law that that type of racism is thingy and they'll deal with it right let me ask you something bro right while we're on that subject if somebody calls you a calfer are you going to report them yeah, I would. Okay, if somebody calls you a nigger, are you going to Yeah. Them? Are you? Yeah, I really? would. Okay. I, I just feel like, like in South Africa, it's it's not that no. sensitive. For me personally, I don't like it when people who are not black use the so, word. So, yeah, use the word nigger. Yeah. I don't care if you're Latino. I don't care if you're colored. Yeah. I don't care if you're Mexican. Mexican, Latino, I yeah, don't know. Same thing. Asian, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if you are not black, 
don't say it. Simple mm. as. And a lot of Mexicans do use it. A lot of, a lot of Latinos <laughs> do use it. Yeah, often. like anyone that has that is not white wants to say it. And I'm like, don't work like that, man. No. Don't work like that, essay. Don't work like that. Look. <laughs> no, like, okay. I needed to know that because in South Africa we don't really talk about the word nigger like that. Like we don't talk about what it should mean to everybody in South Africa. In America, yeah, it's one thing because it was it's a slave term, whatever. Yeah. And we don't really have that type of slavery here. And I say that type of slavery because I still feel like we are slaves to a certain system in South Africa. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, even though we get to roam freely. It's like we're, it's like we're free to roam poor, dude. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're free to be destitute for the rest of our lives. We have no economic footing. But anyways, that's, that's another chat for another yeah. day. Um, but yeah, I think the word nigga should be criminalized just like the word kafir, dude. Yeah, I don't want to hear white people saying nigga. Like, no, I remember I once got annoyed. I think it was in high school. Yeah. Like, the white guys was just saying nigga. I was like, no, like you can't say this. I got to be honest, in high school, I wasn't woke enough to know that no. they shouldn't be saying that. I, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> For me, I was just like, white people just shouldn't say it. Yeah. Because that's the way it was in America. Right, right. So right. I equated it to the same way as Kaffa. Right. I was like, you can't say it, like... Yeah, mm. but I guess that's a chat for another day. What the word "nigger" means in South Africa? Yeah, yeah but yeah, man. Anyways, I don't know. I think I've got something else to discuss here. Something on a bit of a lighter note. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Black Lives Matter. Wait, before we get there. No, no, I don't want to go into deep. Yeah, can we please? Yeah, not? I don't want to talk about that today. Okay. I just wanted to say Black Lives Matter. Hashtag George Floyd. Yeah. Yo, man. R.I.P. Okay. I want to ask you... Shit, how did I forget that so quickly? I just looked <laughs> at it and then I forgot it. Um, mm. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you, like, who are your favorite South African creators that you've been watching while on lockdown? Mm. Your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Hey, <laughs> give us a round of applause, man. Yeah, right. what, what's Shut going up. on? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Right. Uh, besides us. Yeah. Hmm. My favorite South African creators. Well, I think, let me say this. My favorite South African creation, let me say. Was broke niggas that show on YouTube that ended? Right? Broke niggas. Yeah, the show was by it was made by an Arcadium okay. on YouTube. So that that was for me one of the most incredible content pieces out there. Was that there. during lockdown? Was that like no? This this was like I think years ago. I think I first saw broke niggas when I was in first year, twenty sixteen. Okay, but then it stopped. But what was the concept of the of the content piece? The content piece was this an Arcadium guy just filming himself and his friends when they do things. Doing so, things like what? Like everyday like activities? Just their everyday lives. Like wherever he goes, he has his camera and it's on. And that's it. That's dope. And it was dope. And then they would have like diary cams where maybe they'd ask a question about something. But otherwise, it was just about them just being... And then every episode, I guess, they'd maybe ask a question and have that quick sit down as the guys and talk about it. But otherwise, it was just them doing their daily lives. And 
it just worked really well. You'll have to watch it. The was I enjoyed it, right? That's dope, man. Sounds uh, cool. So shout out to them, but in lockdown, I haven't really I'll be honest, I haven't really been watching South African content pieces. Because how do I put this? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. This is a chat for another day. Let me just let me just say No 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 bro we've got all day bro we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Look. Okay, so my girl watches um like South African beauty bloggers, makeup stuff, right? Right and hair. Right. And man, do all these people make the exact same video. Facts. Like the editing's the exact same. Mm. Like South African YouTube is literally everyone uses the exact same editing techniques, same like style of videos. Yeah. Especially like in that makeup and hair industry or those like women sitting in front of a camera doing story time. Like it is literally oh, uh, where's push your teeth to just come and go, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It is so copy paste, like, and it's copy pasted from American YouTubers, which is the worst part. Yeah, because there's American YouTubers who first had that style. Yeah, then they just copied it. Like the top influencers here just copied it, (laughs) and then now everyone that wants to influence just copies the top influencer. Well, you know who I do feel like is doing something differently. I want to say differently. But I don't. I don't think it's different. I just think I like the way she does it. Benedict, friend of the pod, Benedict, and her sister. The content that they make, like they haven't left our feeds since this lockdown started. Like a lot of a lot of creators have gone really quiet mm-hmm. in this in this time. But those Nawaya girls, bro. If I don't see Joe Human's name on Twitter again, I'll be perfectly fine, bro. I don't want to sound like a hater. <laughs> that nigga is just everywhere. But oh, well, you clipped it. <laughs> Am I clipping? <laughs> yeah. My bad. That nigga is just everywhere, man. But the Noai sisters, like, they even have this like speed dating thing on on Instagram now, where like they go on live and like guys can meet girls and stuff like that, or girls can meet girls. My favorite type. Just <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really cool. I like I like the way they're doing things, man. So shout out to them. Give them a round of applause. Man. Okay, shout out to the Noai. Yeah. By the way, uh, what's your sister's name? Benedict's sister, what's her name? Oh, Rose. 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 No, why? Yeah. Rose. Look, man. Open up your DMs, man. This <laughs> man shooting his shot right on the podcast. Man, if you've got a platform, use He's it. Right? Pulling up from the logo. Not even from the three point. Not even from the D. Pull up from the logo. Yeah, man. You know? Uh, give you these, these nuts. <laughs> Look, um, I do like Sibu Mpanza. Sibu Mpanza. He's like probably our most prolific YouTuber in South Africa at the moment. He 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 does a lot of collaborative work with Joe Okay Wasabi. Let me see this. Oh yeah, that's another creator that I've I've really yeah, enjoyed. I like I like George. I like George George's work is nice. I like his work. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, Sibu Mpanza. Yeah. He's really good. I like his content. They do a lot of tech stuff. I like that as well. That's cool, man. They have oh, oh. there goes the phone. Yeah. They have thingy, um 
I think it's a channel called Arcade ZA. So they play games, look at tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. And right. then they also have their own channels. You know, George is a comedian. He's a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. And Sibu is just also a very informative guy. So yeah, I like cool, his man. content. I'm just not really messing with all these makeup and beauty people. Like, y'all need to stop doing... Man, be different. Like, be different, really. Like, <laughs> be different. <bro. laughs> like, like, man... Man... <laughs> But <laughs> you guys are like that Fruity Loops, I'm a piano pack. Mm. It's it's just the same beats. <laughs> it's it's all the same. It like, is. It is. Although I'm a piano is fire. Shout out to that genre. I'm mean, gonna give it a round of applause. But yeah, you beauty makeup bloggers, man. Like guys, just. I don't know. Try something new. Try something new, man. Like, you guys are literally all just copy-pasting each other's formats. And I get it. Like, how else... Like, I I get it, right? You need to do your makeup, tell us the product. Yeah. And How many different ways could you do that? Yeah, show us the look. I get it. It's it's difficult to be different. But find a way. You're a creative, right? Mm. Are you a creative or do you just want clout? Well, there's a difference between creators and creatives. Creators just create, but creative people are creative. Like mm. they have different ways of, of going about things. So yeah. I, nah, the, the people that are doing the same formula over and over are creators. The people that created those formulas Not are the creatives. creatives. Mm. Facts. So there's that. Super facts. So um, in saying that, what I want to ask you something. Go ahead. We turned, we, we didn't even... We didn't even tell them, right? During lockdown, Vasani and I turned a year older, each of us. Vasani is 24. Yes. I am 23. Give us a round of applause, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations on your birthday. Even you. I know you worked hard, right? I worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy going around the globe 365 Dude, days. It's really not easy. Do you think... Do you think <laughs> that look at your phone notification? Yeah, it's a picture, so I'm thinking <laughs> it might be something nice. Um, do you think birthdays are overrated? Hmm. Are birthdays overrated? I don't think so. I think birthdays are perfectly rated. They're not overrated. They're not underrated. I think they're overrated. You think they're overrated? What? Yeah. Well, firstly, why are you cel- why are you celebrating yourself? You're celebrating it's it's a bit narcissistic. <laughs> Firstly, you you're celebrating your journey around the sun. Yeah, facts. Why? Because that's the day you came onto the on this earth, bro. Is that important? It is. Can I tell you, like, okay, our birthdays were both in April, right? Yeah. And I just couldn't find anything more important than COVID nineteen. I couldn't I couldn't find anything more important than the situation that we found ourselves in. So we're here at home celebrating our birthdays. Not much we could do, but still your family tries to make it special for you, which I appreciate. But there's still this thing that's plaguing people out there and I couldn't get past that fact. I'm only turning 23. What's what's special about 23? And I was trying to figure out why I felt this way about my birthday and I couldn't come up with any answers. I was hoping you could help me. Why do I feel like you're a psychologist by the way? Shout out, you graduated bro. You're you're an honors graduate, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Look at you. 
lack excellence. Mm. So some advice, man. I need some advice. Why would I, why do I feel that way? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't have the answers. No, man. Only you know why you feel that way. Have you? I don't know. You know how you felt about birthdays. How do you feel about other people's birthdays? How do you feel about your brother's, your sister's birthdays? I mean, I celebrate them because that's that's how society has brought us up. No, but I, I mean, don't like, feel when that day arrives. Mm-hmm. Do you wake up and be like, hey, it's, oh, it's my brother's birthday? It's like, I really don't care. Like, I don't care. Because <laughs> sometimes I wake up like on other people's birthdays. Like, I'll I'll show face and I'll smile and sing yeah. for you. Yeah. But in essence, I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I don't. I, 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 okay. I want to. I want that person to feel good because they find it important. Mm. But I don't necessarily care. That doesn't mean I'm being fake. I'm do. I'm. I'm. I'm caring enough. To show you that this day matters to you, and I'm happy for you. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily matter to me, it because it's not my birthday. To me. <laughs> it's not my birthday. Why should it? Why should it matter? Why should the day of your birth matter that much? I think for me, right? I think birthdays are significant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because it's the way we calculate our age right. and stuff, right? right. The way we've decided a society would calculate people's ages, right, and things like that, and for me, it's also kind of like a marker of growth. I don't really do things by, like everyone says, yeah, this year, like twenty twenty. Mm. For me, I use my birthday as a marker. Mm-hmm. I always say by my twenty fifth birthday, by my twenty sixth birthday, by this birthday. Like I use my birthday as a marker for things for, for milestones, yeah, for yeah. milestones, yeah. goals, life achievements. That's how I see my birthday. Yeah. So I'm always like, okay, cool. By the time I turn by this uh, April the sixteenth next year, mm. this is what I want to have done. <clears throat> like that's what I always do for myself. Right. Which is why I see birthdays as significant for me. But I get that it's really just a day. Like, okay, I understand the symbolic importance that you're talking about. Yeah. There is, like, I, I'm the same because I do use my, like, by 30, I want to have accomplished X, you know? I do I do use that as well. But I'm talking about celebrating the day. Celebrating the actual day. Like, why is it so important for me to go out, get dressed in my Sunday best, drink, Smoke, you know, whatever we like doing in our recreational time. Why is it so important to celebrate the day that you came out of a vagina on? I think, like I said, because you're just aging, bro. You've reached the new age. I'm not satisfied. That's all it is. Like, you could have died, but you survived. But you survived. I mean, like, what they say in America and Chicago and stuff, not too many young black men get to see their 18th birthday. Yeah. That so, that is a sad reality. That is a sad uh, reality. I think, and obviously, but we're not in that side of the world. Mm. In our side of the world, it's just yeah, it's a nice symbolic holiday for you personally. Okay, what do you think? How, how far are we in the spot? We're one eleven. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll close up in a, in a minute unless you've got more to talk about. No, no, no. I want to ask you what you've learned about yourself during this this quarantine since you've been spending a lot of time with yourself. You haven't been, I don't know, you haven't been super preoccupied. I'll say, um, what I've learned about myself, 
I've learned that. Excuse me. I've learned what. It's all that kind, I, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned what I really love. Mm. Like I've learned what things I'm really love. Like I always knew the things that I love doing, mm-hmm. but once the free time came in, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I have so much time to do X, Y, Z. Like I learned what X, Y, Z was. I learned that I like to read about things. Mm-hmm. I like to learn about things. I like to, you know, play with a soccer ball around yeah. the yard. Yeah. I like to learn more about equipment and podcasting, mm. you know, learn more about music. Mm. Like I learned more about how much I actually love the things I used to claim I loved. I saw now that it's real love. Mm. It's eight more than 92. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's interesting, man. I think for myself, what I've learned about myself is that I'm a lot more interesting than I give myself credit for. And let me let me tell you what I mean by that. I'm a lot more fascinating. Human beings as individuals, we're a lot more fascinating uh, when we do introspection than when we, we're like around our group of friends, for example. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes on in our minds that is so mind-blowing that... I had to like come to grips with myself. Like sometimes you have passing thoughts, right? They they come and they go away. But when you actually have a thought that would have been a passing thought and you just hold on to it a little bit and expand on it in your own mind. Yeah. I find that like like I'm way more interesting than I I thought I was. Like the way my brain works is crazy. And I've been reading this book. It's called 12 Rules for Life. Oh man. I read I read the foreword and the first chapter. That's like 60 pages, dude, just that. But I started studying for my exam, so I couldn't get as far as I wanted to. Uh, and yeah, how did that go? It went, ah, dude, I killed that. I killed that. Nice. Um, so, so far, I've learned even more about myself from that book. It's that, like, everything that you want to accomplish, everything that you want to be, starts by point stopping pointing fingers at everybody stop pointing fingers at everybody yeah stop blaming other people for the reason why you're not successful stop blaming other people for the reason why you're not good at maths for example stop pointing fingers at other people for the fact that you're not as well spoken as you wish you could be that all starts with you anything that you think is wrong with you yes there are external factors that play a part like the way you're raised the media that you're exposed to but you have to overcome because everybody's facing the exact same external factors for the most part, for the most part. But it just shows me how privileged I've been that I I have the opportunity to sit at home and think about these things while other people are just losing their lives, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. So my closing word and word of advice for everybody out there, just, yo, be grateful for everything that you have. Uh, Learn more about yourself know know what you what what you're passionate about know what you enjoy doing and give yourself credit bro you made it this far mm. i like that yeah it's a good words of wisdom there you go man i've enjoyed this i've enjoyed this too mm. any shout outs shout out to my folks for letting us use the study today nice. and for weeks to come uh shout out to I have no, dude, I haven't seen anybody in, like, ages, dude. Uh, I don't even know anybody else outside this world except for the people that live here. So, yeah, that's that. that that's as far as my shout-outs go. Shout-out to Ips, dude. 
Yeah, I hope, I hope to, she's healing, man. Shout out to Allison. Uh, shout out to Eddie. Shout out to all the friends of the show. And Definitely. shout out to everyone who's going to listen to this, to all our new listeners. I don't know if I should call you guys fans or listeners, but shout out to people. Mm. I don't like to treat people as fans because I don't like to be treated as a fan personally. How is a fan treated? A fan is treated like... So we dropped our IGTV video, right? Right. And you see like the comments. Mm-hmm. So we got a comment from... Uh, let me give this man his roses. Mm-hmm. So a loyal listener of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Tepo Sifadi, mm-hmm. you know, he's a loyal listener to the show. So he commented on our IGTV video, gave us the fire emojis. And if we treated him like a fan, we would have just ignored that comment. True. We would have just been like, whatever. True. But you see, by acknowledging it, interacting back, that makes someone not feel like they're just a fan, makes them feel like they're a part of this. You know, okay. and I don't I, like to, I don't like when people treat people like fans, like they just worshiping you mm, and you don't need to respond back or show any sort of interaction. Yeah, that's dirty, back. man. That's, that's the narcissism that I was going, I was talking about. That's just, why should we feel like we're above them? Mm. We, we support what they do too. I mean, we, they support our podcast. We support their music and their design and whatever they do. So yeah, man. Mm, come yeah. On. But so yeah, uh, shout out to all the listeners. All the people that are fans that became fam. I think that's what we should say. They can still be fans. <laughs> fans just means you're a fanatic. You enjoy, you're supporting. Like, okay, maybe groupie is the way you're thinking about the word fan. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, there, there are fans. They're not our groupies. Okay. <laughs> shout out to our groupies. But shout out to the groupies yeah, as well. Yeah, we do have groupies. Yeah. Yeah, shout yeah. out to you. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway... We love you guys. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Sanitize. Mm-hmm. Social distance. We're in social distancing. We're like two meters apart. Facts. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, this has been Seasons 2, Episode 51 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. We love you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>